0: So at camp, one of my favorite things to do uh, is to uh, flex a rule that we have at our house um, and impose that rule onto other children. Because there's a couple of kids, not most, most kids are just gonna have fun. They're just gonna uh, drop into camp and they're gonna get dirty and they're gonna um, run and get sweaty and stinky and you're gonna tell them to go take a shower and they're gonna come back in two minutes and they're not even wet. Like, did you shower? And they say yes, and there's just no way to prove it. And so I give here, gross fed, man. <laughs> um, a, but one of the there's a couple of kids that show up and are bored and are not having fun. They'll come to me, especially when I'm the director of the middle session, which was two weeks ago, um, and the junior session was uh, a month ago. And I'm just kidding, it was last week, but it felt. Uh, as a director, they've come to me and they're typically having um, a tough time. And I'll, they'll come, they'll, the counselor will bring them to me and say that they're losing their mind. And I'll say, um, well, what's wrong? I'm bored. And the rule in our house is if you're bored, then you're bored. Um, so much so that I can tell, I can grab Clara and say, Clara, what's the rule at our house? If you're bored, then you're boring. If you're not having fun, then you're not fun. But kids get bored. Uh, especially uh, nowadays if they don't have a screen to stare at. All of you sanctimonious adults need to stop giggling at the children. <laughs> the, but they get bored. But if you're bored, then you're boring, and i tell them that. Listen, if you're not having fun, that's a choice you made. If, that, if you're bored, then that's a choice you made. No one gets to, no one is affected by the outside world so much that they don't get their choices aren't um, relevant. So if you're bored, then that's your problem. And I had one kid who was laying in his bed going, okay. I not know how. He, he was just laying. In his bed. Dreaming. And this was a middle camp, junior high kid. I don't know, boring. And I said, Man, if you're bored, then you're bored. And he goes, he sat up and looked at me like, like the exorcist. I thought he was about to like climb backwards up a <laughs> wall. <laughs> but he sat up and looked at me and turned his head sideways and goes. It's not my fault. (laughs) Sums it up, doesn't it? That's how we feel. It's not my fault. It's not the, like, what's happening to me, what's being, what, what is affecting me, like, what I don't like. Not my fault. It's other people's fault. But you are in charge of you. You're in charge of your own actions, of your own choices, of your own comp- like you're in charge of how you respond to things. Like right now, me, you're fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: someday, because we record these sermons, someday I'm going to make a mashup of the just all the times he's shown up. And, <laughs> Yes, it's fine. Go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, how how you experience the world and how you respond to the world is your choice. Now, sometimes this, this happens with worship. Sometimes this happens with how you interact with human beings. And I found that grown-ups quit saying bored, eventually. And they start saying tired. How are you? I'm tired. (laughs) So much so that I I want some stickers that say tired, and I want to keep them with me. Like, okay. What else? What else is going on? Is there anything wonderful, exuberant? Is there anything joyful in your life? Or are we just busy and tired? And we come to worship. And most of the time we're just exhausted. Because we split ourselves so thin throughout the And that's our choice. He chose that. Now, I mean we've got these baseball tournaments. We signed them up. <laughs> we're going on. We're going on our 18th vacation, and oh, those are getting exhausting and expensive. Is there a mandate? The major. We typically. Make our own choices and then blame the world for the choices we make. We are not anybody else's responsibility except our own. I've been at camp for two weeks, I chose that. Um, I didn't choose which campers were in my cabin. Although it, it, it really wasn't, um, it really wasn't up to us. We bring so many kids to camp that most of our cabin is Mineral Spring Church of Christ kids, and then I'm in there with my dad, who is um, who's 61, and uh, going to camp for a week. And I want, um, I kind of want to fight him because it means I can't quit until I'm at least 61, like he's setting in a bar and I want to quit next week. <laughs> but he's in there, and he brings some kids, and so most of the kids in our cabin are connected to me or connected to my dad. And I, I love it, but if you just, if you if you cornered me or any of the kids after camp and said, what do you feel right now? They would be exhausted. How many of um, you, Claire came home, slept all night, Saturday morning at ten or eleven, decided to go back to bed. Slept slept for four and a half hours, and then went to sleep last night early and woke up like twelve hours. Just worn out, absolutely exhausted. Because they get up at seven thirty and they're they're going nonstop. They're playing sports and singing songs and going to Bible class and. Going to Bible bowl and studying for a test and eating lunch, you know they got all sorts of stuff to do. They never quit. From seven thirty until eleven o'clock at night, they don't quit the whole day, every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, hold Then they get home and they crash. <laughs> we'll come back to that, but I want to talk about. Story that shows up in the Bible four different times. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all had Jesus' triumphant entry. I don't know if you know this story all that well. It's not one that we spend a ton of time on, but it is one that the Gospels spend a ton of time on. So we're going to look at it. I want you to notice something as we go through it. It's a familiar story. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was. Oh, that's not the right verse. Go to this one. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, "Go to the village ahead of you at once. You will find a donkey tied there and her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says to you, if anyone says anything to you,' say that the Lord needs them, and He will send them, uh, and He will send them right away." Now, Jesus, in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In, in John, Jesus shows up to Jerusalem three different times, each on, a, on, on the Passover. So he, he goes, he makes three trips to Jerusalem. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he spends all of his ministry in the northern part of Israel. In Galatia. And the Galatian towns. And it's not until the end of each gospel Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that he makes the journey to Jerusalem. It's finally time to go to Jerusalem. And the first time Jesus shows up in Jerusalem, not counting when he's a boy in Luke, but the first time he shows up in Jerusalem, in his ministry, he is crucified. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have it the same way. Here, he's about to go into the city for the first time. And and he says, if anyone says anything to you, the Lord needs uh, say to them, the Lord needs this donkey right away, and he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. This is Zephaniah. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, let's go back to that real quick. The rest of Zephaniah there goes on to say he is a king of peace. So he comes, he's riding in on a donkey, but not on a war horse, but on a, a child. A, 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 a baby donkey, something that you can't conquer anybody with. And it says uh, Zechariah goes on to say that the, that all of their all of their weaponry will be refashioned into agriculture. Like uh, it'll be turned into tools of peace. And Jesus is riding in on this donkey to recognize that Jesus is not overthrowing Jerusalem. He's coming as a king of peace. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Now, the way we typically preach this, this is just standard preaching. If I, let's say, I'd gone to camp all week and just didn't have time to like prep a sermon. Let's say I didn't have any foresight into the fact that I was going to be at camp for two weeks and I didn't do anything. prepare for this. The standard line what I would do here is I would go man isn't it crazy that all these people later were ready to crucify that's what that's how I preach it because I, I wouldn't have actually read the text but you probably caught it right? You were paying attention there's two different groups here let's go back the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted. Hosanna the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. This crew that's praising Jesus have, have, has been with him ever since Galilee. Ever since he did his ministry in Nazareth and in the, in the Galilean towns. They have been with him. they are on their way. Jesus has been making His way to Jerusalem, picking up people as He goes and He shows up with the crowd. The people who later yell crucify Him are the people in the city who are asking, who is this? It's the Pharisees and the scribes who in Luke say, Jesus, make them stop. And Jesus says, if they don't praise Me, the rocks will cry out. There are two groups. There's one group that shows up ready for the sole purpose of praising Jesus' as King. And the others who are critiquing the happening on the Who is this? What's he doing? Why don't they stop? What's going on here? And that crew is the one, the the city of Jerusalem, those people are the ones who are eventually yelling crucify him just a couple of hours, a few hours later. Let's not take the lesson from this passage that people are fickle. That people can be easily swayed and pushed back and forth. People are typically who they choose to. People are who they choose to follow. And the people who were singing, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna or salvation in the highest heaven. The people who were ready to praise Jesus when he showed had been praising Jesus all along. We are often tired and worn out and exhausted. Now some of you in, you know, septuagenarians and octogenarians get a pass on this. I understand. If 70-year-olds and 80-year-olds get a pass on this. I get it. But sometimes I think we're tired because we haven't been doing what we've We're built to do. We haven't been all week lifting God and celebrating God, praising God. We haven't been glorifying God. God hasn't been at the center of our world. When we show up to church and sometimes we get picky in church, we get snippy. The, the, the My favorite thing people say in church when they're sniffing is, Well, what's next? What's next? <laughs> Nothing, usually. <laughs> that's an answer. We did this, what are we going to do next? Typically, what we always do. We show up and we, we were critiquing. That's fine. I mean, like, you can critique me, that's fine. But, like, I didn't like the song. Well, those people were volunteering. It was too slow. You should try. (laughs) You should try to lead a song quickly when 206 people are pulling the ropes. You start. What a fellowship. what it feels like. <laughs> we had a uh, we had a band director who led singing at our church when I was a kid, and he would not stop for anybody. I mean, it, people were out of breath. Well, <laughs> fellowship, keep it up, people. This is I'm metronoming this sucker. <laughs> we got a click track, which is just as scriptural as a pickpocket. <laughs> the Church of Christ joke Those of you who are Baptists Go away, it's fine <laughs> Don't go away, we love you But just if you don't get it, it's fine um, But we show up to church And we haven't been doing the thing That we're going to be doing You're going to feel out of sorts And if you feel yourself Like overly critical of things And you feel yourself Like really frustrated by every little uh, thing and not well—that's not right. That's just—they're running the wrong way, with the and you know, like all the things you can get upset by. There's a good chance you haven't been spending time with Jesus on the road here. You got to decide which group you're in. We're the ones where you show up and kind of shocked by the fact that all of a sudden people are celebrating Jesus or you got to decide whether you're going to be the one who on Monday starts the journey all over again that my week is not going to be spurred on by my Sunday but my Monday is going to be spurred on by the spirit of God that I get because I find salvation in Jesus and Wednesday is going to be the same and Thursday and all the way to Saturday I'm praising God so when I show up I'm not just thrown off I'm joining in Sunday should not be the day we remember to praise Jesus. Sunday should be the day when all the people who've been praising Jesus all week come together and do it together. That we are not fickle back and forth, but we choose who we worship. We choose who we follow. You do not get the excuse of saying, well, you know, I'm busy. I'm tired. Bored. Every single one of those kids. Every single one of those kids are exhausted when they get home. More so than me. Uh, I know how to preserve my energy. It's just a straight sprint for them. They are worn out. And I remember coming home from camp as a, as a kid. I remember um, sleep I never sleep in. And that was the day, that was the one Saturday where I'd make it till nine. Sleeping in. That was sleeping in for me. But they are just worn out. And you would think the moment they got in the church van to drive home that they would all have their pillows. And they all bring them. They all have their pillows in the van and they're ready to get in the van, put their head on their pillow, and sleep. You would think that they had all just lay down and relax. And Benjamin would get a quiet ride. That's not what happens. But I'll tell you what they are doing. They are singing. Every time. Sanctuary. Shout hallelujah. Firm foundation. Every time. They weren't singing when they got on, when we took off to go to camp, but when they're heading back, they sing. Their voices are shot, so some of the girls can sing face. We we had one at one point, it was after middle camp, they they were on their way home singing, and... They, they picked somebody to sing the lead sanctuary, and the other girls were going to do the echo part. We all only had girls on the, on the van on the way home, and um, the lead went, "Oh Lord, prepare me." And they went, "Oh Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary." <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't echo it the same. They just lost their voices. They're exhausted. They're singing praises to God. Why? Because they've done it all week. And when you've done it all week as individuals in your own little way, and then you show up in a group and the group is a group of people who praise God, then that's what you do when you get together. What we do in this hour when we get together has nothing to do with making it you happy, but has everything to do with glorifying God. And when we glorify God all week, and then we show up together, I've heard people say, oh, "I just don't get much out of church." whose choice is that? As if church was supposed to provide you a service. We don't provide service. I mean, we do love each other, but your week needs to look different. And if your week looks different, your weak look's holier, if your weak look is filled with praise, you just praise when you show back up. I am always astounded that they're saying, just blows my mind. But it's the best thing I ever hear. It's these small voices praising Because they've been praising God all week. So we're going to give you one push. One push to say, this week, be the person who's ready for church when it shows up. Because you've been doing the thing all week. You've been, you've been You've been flexing the the praise of God muscle. You've been you've been participating in worship on a Thursday. There are plenty of ways to do this. You can pray. You be in constant communion with God. You can sing. Easy enough. You know that some songs are prayers, so if you're not good at praying, you can sing prayers. There's so many ways to dedicate your, your Tuesdays to God so that your Sundays with your church is a celebration of your week. And the, the, the more you give in the week, the more you get out of Sunday. We need to represent God, to walk with Jesus along the way so that when we show up to the world and the world says, Who is this that's making you say, sing? You say, This is the prophet. This is the Messiah. This is the Savior. This is Jesus, son of Mary, son of Joseph, son of God. You you are without hesitation saying, this is why I'm singing. This is why I'm joyful. This is why I'm patient. This is why I show mercy and I have forgiveness. This is why I'm kind. It's because Jesus, I've been walking with Him the whole time and you should come worship with me. Worship Him with me when I do this with my community. Because it's not just me. You're not alone in worshiping God. There's other. Look look around you. There are people here who are worshiping God on Tuesday whenever you feel like it. God's Word, our worship, and you you will not be overcome by, by anything when Jesus is your, when, like John led, when you were leaning on Jesus. You will not be overcome by sin. You will not be overcome by death. You have the conqueror as king. So you're tired. That's good. That's fine. Sleep. Then get back up and do the the hard work of glorifying God. And if you're not worn out by that, if you're worn out by something that's empty, then find something that's going to fill you up. The only thing that I think is going to actually fill you up is the one that the crowd walked from Galilee to Jerusalem. They sing Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, the highest heavens. Salvation, you find in the Son of David. Happy, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Salvation you find in the highest heavens. <coughs> so if you want to begin your walk with Jesus, You want to begin your life with Jesus. Or if Jesus for you has just been a Sunday morning kind of thing. And you want to recommit to Jesus in a way that makes Jesus a Tuesday afternoon sort of thing. Day to day. You can be united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. Or we will pray with you and walk alongside you as you try try to develop a life. A life of glory, a life of salvation. Then you'll find that you're no longer spinning a wheel that doesn't feel like you're getting anywhere every week. Sunday keeps coming. Preachers will often say that in a negative way. Sunday keeps coming. That was the most daunting thing whenever I started preaching when I was 24, is that every week had Sunday, and I, when I was youth minister, I'd preach twice a month and work really hard on those, and you'd get done with, you'd put your heart and soul into a sermon and preach it, and then Monday would show up and... There's another Sunday on its way, just six days, and we got to do this again. One of the most beautiful things that really kind of changed my mind about that <clears throat> is that I realized that Sunday's coming is a joyful cry. Not one that reminds me of the work that I need to do, but one that reminds me of the work that I get to do. So Sunday's coming for all We're going to get done worshiping today and then we're going to worship again next sunday so sunday's coming i've got to get prepared i've got to worship along the way i've got to follow jesus along the way so that when i show up i'm not one of the ones saying who is this what's going on because those are the people that ended up yelling crucify but i'm one of the people marching in with jesus coming in door with Jesus saying, Hosanna in the highest heavens. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he comes in the name of the Lord. If you want to start your journey with Jesus, Sundays going to come back up again. We're going to worship together again. And you want next Sunday to be filled with the Spirit and filled with, with joy so that you don't walk into church saying I'm tired. You'll walk into church saying I'm ready. Please come to